everyone, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Accounting Twins Podcast. My name is Norma. And I'm Becky. And we're so excited that you're here for another episode. We have a lot to talk about this week. I've had a really bad week, so that's all you're going to hear about. And then Becky's had also, I mean, not a bad week, but a stressful week because quarter closed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Let's get started. So... I know, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this in the episode last week or if it was just like something I tweeted, but oh my God, the week started off great on Sunday. I was so productive and got so much studying done for my CPA exams because the week before I had just been like very, oh gosh, what's the word? Just very preoccupied with studying for a tax exam for school. So I felt super amazing, like super productive. And then Tuesday happened. The day of all days. Oh my gosh. So. If you follow us on Twitter, you know that I had a presentation on Tuesday and asked everyone for some advice on how to do presentations just because I get nervous. I took everyone's advice. It was great. Don't get me wrong. I think the advice was so helpful. I got a 70% on the presentation. You want to know what I got knocked off points for? Moving my hands too much. Isn't that crap? I remember in presentations, like when we were in that BCom class, I'd be like, use your hands, fill the space, don't just stand there like a brick. So I feel like there's a lot of contradicting information. And yes, it all does depend on the teacher's preferences. But like, there's no teachers in like, no, no, there aren't teachers in the real world. But like in a business (laughs) setting, you can do whatever you want. Nobody's going to care. I know. I saw that and I was so frustrated because I think it kind of helps me not be as nervous because I get to move around and be more free. So the fact that I'm told not to move my hands as much, like, it's kind of ridiculous. And I I was talking to my friends afterwards. They're like, it wasn't distracting at all. So that really upset me. And then I realized some of the other stuff, okay, I need to work on it. I maybe don't need to talk as fast. I kind of need to lower the speed of how I talk. So fine, I'll get that. Some of it was content stuff I don't necessarily agree with, but it's okay, whatever. I'm, I'm going to use that feedback to be better. But I was just thinking like, I felt very confident after that presentation. And a lot of my friends told me I did well. And Agreed. I just didn't do well. And it was everything after that downward spiral. Just yeah. no matter how hard I tried to be productive, I just like lost motivation. I whenever I was studying, it was just like not effective. I wasn't retaining information. I wasn't performing well when I was doing my quizzes and stuff. Like I got a C on a quiz. Just not a good freaking week. And then oh my gosh, on Wednesday morning I tried to sign up for my um, for a CPA exam. Don't I'm so annoyed with myself because, okay, I've mentioned this before. Sometimes I don't pay attention to detail as much and I need to get better at it. But this one was like, how the heck did I miss this? And then looking back now, I realize, okay, wow, like I actually signed up for a different exam. So when I signed up for an exam, I'm like, I'm going to take far first. It's hard. I want to get the hard ones out of the way. But then if you go back to episode one, or I think it was the last episode of last season, I was like, my professor was like, you should probably enjoy school a little more. Like, you're still in grad school for another year. Don't study for your CPAs all during this time. Enjoy life a little more. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take audit and BEC first. I'm going to have a little enjoyment in my life. Started studying for BEC. And then this week, when I was looking towards my exam, I signed up for FAR. So now, just this whole thing, I've got to sign up for BEC, need to take it by December, going to pay off 
when I can take far so then I can take it probably by the time I graduate so it's just so stressful I was like what a great week I could feel her stress through the phone as she was texting my mom and I and I was like I wish I could just like give you a hand but yeah, I can't so that was my week <laughs> it just like didn't go well luckily or even yesterday it was Saturday I tried studying not productive I gave myself the day off I'm like fine and then today I have been productive I've done two modules and then I'm going to do a third tonight, and I have to do some homework. But, oy vey, it was a stressful week. And I know Becky had a stressful week, too. Yeah, before I get into that, I didn't know you did two modules in one day. I remember it took you, like, a week to do one, so you're really cranking in the gears. Oh, no, that's a unit. I, I'm still on the same unit, but I'm oh. two modules into the unit now. Got it. Well, oh, well, still fabulous. Yes, my week. So this week marked the beginning of quarter close. And I have done a lot this week. So I am the LDP of the revenue team. So it's kind of like, since this is my rotation, I want to learn a lot from everybody. So everybody knows who I am. Everybody hands me tasks. I was handed a lot of tasks this week, more than I could handle. And it was honestly a lot. And I like started freaking out. And I was like, I don't want to tell people no, but I can't do all of this. So. I was given stuff about warranties. I was given stuff about delivery adjustments. I was giving process orders. I had to do upsells. I had to do pretty much everything I've learned up until this point, just executing it. So I'm not gonna lie, it was really freaking hard. I had to like message my boss and I was like, hey, like I don't mean to complain, but so many different people are handing me so many different things and I can't get it done and I'm really stressed out. Um, that kind of just reminds me of like during my internship. It's one of those things like you don't have a lot of work to do. So you're asking around and it seems all to pile up at once and there's yep. no end to it. That's literally exactly how it is. I think Monday and Tuesday I was like free flow and I was getting stuff done and never felt rushed. Oh my gosh, Thursday and Friday, I literally think I got rammed by a bus with how much I had to do. And my boss responded and he was like, I want to help you figure this out. And it takes a lot of guts to be able to admit that you have too much to do because it took me way too long to admit it. And I had way too much on my plate. And I was like, plus one Becky. But it was like really hard to admit because you would never want to admit to somebody there's too much and I can't do it. Because to me, I thought I seemed weak, but my boss was like really supportive of it. And he was like, let's do what we can to get some of this off your plate. Because you shouldn't have to be doing all of this work. And don't feel bad if you say no to somebody. No, I think that's a smart thing. It's definitely hard to be like, I'm so sorry. I have a lot of work right now. I can't help you. Or even if it's piling on, you just be like, I, this might be coming to you later than I anticipated. Some other work came up. It's definitely hard to admit to someone. But it also just shows that you're not going to risk your performance or the quality of your work just to finish all this stuff. Exactly. So I came into Friday with two tasks. One of them I was working on Thursday night while I was watching a movie because it was like a very simple task. And then literally as soon as I sat down at my desk, I just kept getting messages like, hey, Becky, can you do this? Hey, Becky, can you do this? Hey, Becky, can you do this? And I didn't know how to say no. And then I was messaging my boss, like I said, being like, ah, what do I do? Too much food on the plate. I can't eat it all. And then someone messaged me and was like, hey, Becky, like, someone said you may be able to help me with the task. Is that all right? 
And I almost started crying at my desk, not because I was upset people are asking me. Like, I love helping people out, but I was more like, oh my gosh, I can't get all of this done and I don't want to disappoint people. So I did have to work a little bit this weekend, but I think putting in a few hours this weekend was better instead of rushing through my work. So I did do some of the work later and I was like, hey guys, like, I promise you I'm getting this done. It is on my list. Like, I have a check mark right next to it to finish, but I need a little longer. I just have way too much on my plate and I want to make sure I'm turning in quality work. Yeah. I kind of feel where that's at. Not in like a working standpoint because you're getting like jobs and tasks, but I'm just like piling a lot onto my plate. Like I'm doing work, school, CPAs, and then babysitting every few weeks. Trying to have a social life. Attempting to have a social life. Not even trying at this point. Attempting. And it's going horribly. But it's like this upcoming week I'm house-sitting. And then, like, one of the days randomly, I'm just going to, like, check on the, a dog for another family. And then I'm babysitting that night. It's like, how am I going to study? I'm just piling it on too much at once. And it's like, okay, yes, I need the money. I need to pay my bills. But also, I need to have sanity. And I need to be productive in my studying because I realize I'm so unproductive. And I've not made any progress on anything. So I think we both are just to the point we need to recognize like when we can and cannot do stuff, Becky. Agreed. And it's not even like, okay, maybe Norma's bitten off more than she can chew because she has a lot <laughs> going on. If, the thing is, I'm not even biting off more than I can chew. It's people are feeding me. It, they're <laughs> it's like force feeding me like I'm a little baby and they're like, here's the airplane. Yum, 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 yum. You got too many airplanes. I have too many airplanes and my stomach isn't big enough. But I felt very powerful to be able to say, hey, I can't get this done. And honestly, people respected me for it, being like, dude, it's totally fine. But then another thing I noticed was everybody would say this is a priority. And I'm like, well, if everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority type of thing. Like, yeah, what, what do you want from first? the priorities. Like, how do you do that? Because, like, if everything handed to me is a priority, that means technically, like, nothing is. If that Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it does. So... That was my week this week. Quarter close is stressful, and it's a lot. And like I said, I did pull a few hours this weekend, but it was fine. I'm not going to lie. I laid in bed doing it because it was something I could do in bed. And I was like, I'm going to get woken up at 8 o'clock with a message asking if I can do something. I'm going to be doing that in bed. <laughs> it was a lot, but Norma is doing a lot more than I am. Yeah. It's at that point where I'm enjoying school. I really am. But I cannot wait to be a, like a professional next year and, and actually working because my goal is to have passed all of my CPA exams by then. Who knows if that's actually going to happen? Like at this point, it's not even going to be close to happening. But I'm excited just because it means I'm done studying. And I just need a break with studying. I, and I truthfully just don't even want to work and take the exams, I don't think I will be able to juggle both. So I'm just going to bite the bullet and do it all now. And it's horrible. Ugh, I could go on to a rant of how I don't think I'm going to pass my BEC exam. But you that's will. a whole nother story. And basically, it's just the accumulation of I just don't feel effective. Ugh. Anyways, if Becky brought this up earlier when she was texting my mom and I, and it's funny because she's on what her second, third month of her private accounting job right now. She would have just started her public accounting job right now if she hadn't rescinded the offer. Yeah, isn't that weird? I've been working for almost three months, and this past, I don't know if it's this past week or this upcoming week, would have been my first week. 
I literally could not have paid my bills. I wouldn't have been able to find a roommate. I wouldn't have been able to do anything. I literally would be living at home with my parents. I love them. They're my best friends. But I would have been living at home. I would have had no money. I would have had to find like a weird part-time job to do in the meantime. Like, and so many things to study for your CPA exams. Exactly. Oh my gosh. This is a really big topic I really am passionate about this week. I believe the accounting industry is biting its foot with how many requirements it is causing people to take to be a I CPA. Agree. I agree. Like, I agree. I'm not even a, attempting it because for these reasons. The AICPA is wanting 150 credits. Most schools only give you 120. That means you have to go take out student loans to go to grad school. That means you have to take another year of your life. But, like, who? Not trying to say who cares, but, like, if I... And smart enough to know everything, why do I have to have the certain amount of credits? Like, why? And then it's like, oh, you need to get CPE every year because you need to be up to date. I can understand that. But I think that the accounting industry is demanding too much from people to be able to have this career. And I'm not saying that in like a Gen Z, like I wanted everything handed on a platter to me. I'm saying it as somebody who doesn't want to just sit back for a year and study for all my CPAs and literally get demolished by life. No, I can agree with that when I'm studying. It's like, I wish they just had maybe a more specific like CPA exam if you're going like the tax route or the audit route. Because I don't need to know really how to do taxes, but I'm still doing it anyways. But that's not why I want my CPA license. And also some of this stuff when it's on especially the BEC exam, maybe it's just because it's the BEC exam. It's so specific to a business. I'm like, okay, I need to know this, but maybe not as much in depth. So it's just becoming so frustrating. And I could talk for hours and hours about how it's a ripoff that you need 150 credits instead of 120. Maybe make it 130 credits so I can just take like some classes from a community college or get like my... um oh gosh, what's it called? Like not a le- like a certificate in accounting and then sit for the exam? Because the fact that I'm going $25,000 into student debt just for this career is kind of annoying, but I know it's going to pay off because it does make a lot of money. But why is the reason it makes a lot of money? Because there's so much demand for CPAs because no one wants to do all the testing. Exactly. One of the things I've really, really been thinking about lately is When you look at it on paper, okay, great. I'm going to go $25,000 in debt. I'm just going to have to take one year, maybe a year and a half out of my life to be able to study and sit for the CPAs and everything. And they're like, in the long term, it's worth it. The years are short, but the days in those years are so freaking long. Like we have heard from Norma how draining it is, how mentally, emotionally exhausting and depleting it is. And... The accounting industry is just like, oh, it's fine. A year half from now, you'll be fine. Norma's anxiety was heightened because of these exams. Norma is having the struggle bus practically drag her right now. Like, we need to be thinking of ways as a accounting industry to make this more attainable. Because yes, the demand for CPAs is really high, but the amount of things that this becoming a CPA demands is way too much in my opinion it's just i feel it's very difficult doing this right now i was talking to my peer mentor advisor i think it was two weeks ago and i was telling him how like i was cautious and just scared for the 
BEC exam because I don't think I'm going to pass it. And he's like, yeah, like students who are studying for the CPA exam while doing school, that's why there's such a high turnover rate with the exams and people having to retake them because they have too much on their plate. But then if you think about it also, if you're working, you don't, you don't have as much time to study. So realistically, you want to take a year off to do the exams, but that's not realistic either because how are you going to like sustain yourself? And one of the things that I've been, in my opinion, it's been super difficult to go to my professors for advice on how to take these exams because all of them were like, I studied for it in six weeks and I just did that for each exam. So for like a good six months, I was doing nothing. But now with how expensive it is, it is just to live. Like you can't, I can't stay at home with my parents. I can't save a, I can't work for a year and then have enough money to be able to live by myself and work and study and everything. So I have to do all these things simultaneously. It is not reasonable to do all these things separately now. And I just think that things need to change. And I know the CPA exams are changing next year, luckily, but who knows how well that's going to be. That's just one requirement of many. So like, it's a big iceberg. We're only seeing the tip of the iceberg, but there's so much more underwater. And I'm not going to lie, like, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way in any way, shape, or form, but, like, you know how they say check yourself before you wreck yourself? I think the accounting industry, I don't even know the overarching people that control the accounting industry, whatever it is, like, it's wrecked right now because they didn't check themselves, and that is why... Not many people want to be a CPA. Not many people want to be an accountant because they didn't check themselves. So they wrecked themselves. I think that it would be so beneficial if some, like I understand you need to have very good, you have need to have a lot of knowledge to perform a quality audit or do a tax return or all that stuff. But I think it needs to be evaluated a more maybe two different exams for the different paths instead of making everyone know everything at once because it's just, in my opinion, getting so hard to study. And yes, some of this is like I'm a stressed person, so this might be applicable more to me than anyone else, but it is a common trend among people. I agree. I am not saying that getting a CPA is bad or anything. I'm just feeling very, excuse me, I'm feeling a lot of emotions about this topic, so it seems like I'm ranting. I know a CPA is so important, and it is a dream, not mine, but, like, it is a dream for some people. I just think they're making it a little too unrealistic to reach at this point. I understand, like, not everybody should be able to get a CPA, like, in the world. It should be something you have the knowledge and the smarts for and the passion for, but I think it's too much. It's also probably noteworthy to mention we're saying these now, maybe when we're progressing further along in our careers, we're going to be like, we're actually using a lot of this information and knowledge and our viewpoints are different. Maybe we're thinking, oh, this was enough information to prepare us, or maybe there's even more. But I think the that mine and Becky's perspective, not only like differing public private perspectives, but also just different perspectives of is it too much or too little information is mm-hmm. very important just so other people know but because I do think maybe 10 years down the line that I'm gonna be like okay actually all this was super helpful and knowledgeable but this is my current thought process so agreed that's where I guess where we both stand but I think we're both taking different actions based off of what we think because I 
do agree with Becky, but also I really do want my CPAs and I'm oh, motivated by the profession enough to put myself through this. Am I getting severe anxiety from this? Yes. Am I not being as social as I want? Yes. Am I losing money? Yes. But I Are you losing that, hair? Yes. Yes. But I'm, I do think the benefits will be outweighing the costs. I just hope it comes at a agreed. sooner rate than what it is right now. And I'm not saying people shouldn't get a CPA or anything. I'm just saying, like, you know how, Norma, you said 10 years from now I could look back and see it as important? That's the years, and the years are short, but the, the days in which you are studying for your CPA and working part-time and a full-time student, those are really long days. And as generations that are coming out more and more being outspoken about mental health, I think that needs to be taken into perspective that we can't be making these tests that are just going to wring people high and dry for a year and a half. We need to be thinking about how this is going to affect them day to day. And just like I understand a year and a half from now, Norma could be like, oh, all the stress was worth it. It's worth it at the end of the year and a half. But to see how depleted you are every single day that makes up the year and a half is like really, really hard. Yeah. So I guess that's our, our perspectives right now. I ho- Sorry, I ho- that was a Sorry. So that's our perspective right now on that. I hope people aren't thinking of it in the sense like we're unmotivated and ungrateful. It might also be exacerbated because just this week was such a horrible week for me and this is how I'm feeling. Maybe I'll feel different next week, but I hope that our perspectives among with other students can be taken in consideration just for even the smallest changes that can make a big difference, you know? Agreed. I want to reiterate, I'm not saying getting a CPA is bad at all. I literally applaud Norma for this. I just... I think there could be some changes. Like, nothing is ever perfect. I'm not perfect, and I'm making changes, even though I would like to be perfect. Oh, I'm no by no means perfect at all. Yeah. If you sorry. How product, unproductive I was this week. Agree. And I'm sorry that was much of a ranting podcast than it was our usual fun and light self stuff, mm-hmm. but I just feel very strongly about this because I care for my sister and I care for the health of everybody else doing this. One last topic for today, and I'm hoping like this is more for professors out there, but also students who want to hear about this. I know I feel like we're running in circles at this point about how universities need to bring be talking about mid-sized or smaller firms more. So this is just a real life example of how it affects the motivation of students. One of my friends is a TA for a professor and was telling her how she accepted a job at a smaller mid-sized firm. And all the professor could talk about is how she thought it was a bad decision because if she ever goes to a big four if she ever goes from a manager at a smaller firm to trying to be a manager at a big firm it won't work because there's different like expectations of managers and of course like it's going to be so different but she'll probably like learn soon on if she wants a smaller sized firm or a big sized firm but it was to the point where it was just like you're making a horrible career choice that's how it passed off And she left the conversation just feeling so upset that she wasn't supported. And I felt horrible for her. And then it also makes me feel upset because I know I'm making a right decision. But you also have to think about it. You need auditors for smaller sized companies and to do mid-sized companies. Not everyone wants to do a big four. So if you're a professor thinking about this, and I know a lot of professors are usually from the big four, just think about it in the sense that students might not want to do big four it just doesn't work for them so at least just show your support for them because it's just very hard as a student to hear a professor like it yes as a generalization 
and you're talking to a lecturer, you can talk about big four. But if a student is talking to you one-on-one -on -one about wanting to do something smaller, you can share your opinion, but be like, it might work for you. So if you're listening to this, I would just say, please keep that in mind because it's also been a hard week just thinking, wow, some of my teachers probably don't support the fact that I don't want to do a big four. And if you're a student listening to this, I support the fact that you don't want to do a big four. If you want to do a big four, great. If you don't, even better. Just please know that it's your decision and your decision alone. Exactly. And if you want to do private accounting, I support you. Yeah. If you want big four, I support you. If you want a smaller one, I support you. If you decide that to you just want an ice cream shop, I support you. Oh, do I support you? You must come <laughs> visit me. I would love a chocolate vanilla swirl with sprinkles on top and a mini spoon. <laughs> yeah. So I know that I will try not to talk about how universities need support mid-time firms and smaller size firms more, but this is more of a real-life application and the implications it can cause to students and professionals. Exactly. We're all human beings. No human, human being is the same. Not even Norma and I, even though we're twins. And we're the Accounting Twins. The so Accounting similar. Twins Podcast, brought yeah. to you by Norma and Rebecca Steiger. <laughs> So that's the end of this week's episode. We're sorry if it seems like we're ranting, I, but I think our perspectives are probably important or at least just need to be taken in consideration. But I enjoyed this. I did too. I've had a great time. Now yeah. I'm going to go eat some sushi. I'm going to go study. So we hope you have a great rest of the week. We cannot wait for you to hear the rest of our episodes. We have a lot more to talk about. As always, you know we love to talk and hear ourselves talk. So I know. It's like talking. Like to hear us talk. Stick around. <laughs> Did you know that sometimes if Norm and I are ever sleeping in the same bed or like down the hall from each other, we'll sleep talk to each other? What the heck? That was so random. I was just thinking about talking to each other and we do that on a podcast and we do it subconsciously when we're asleep. Like, isn't that weird? Like, we're just like connected 24-7. Okay, and on that note, I don't <laughs> want to tell the listeners any creepy facts about us. Maybe another season, but not anymore, so... We'll see you next time on the Accounting Friends Podcast. Bye.